everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 8. Returning today, we have Mr. Thomas Vallott. Thomas, how's it going today? Good. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Hey, so absolutely. Oh, oh, my fault. Did I just yep. cut you off, John? A little bit. That's all right. That's all right. I'm kind of used to it. You go ahead. Can you get you have my candle? Is my candle showing in the uh, video today? It is showing. Okay. I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Um, Thomas Vallant is here, ladies and gentlemen, for the second time. Now, Thomas, um, the first time I listened to that show again, uh, the audio portion of it, right? And as I listened to it, the interview itself is fantastic, but the audio for all of us, uh, was not as good. And we've trans, you know, we've moved on now to video and we're using some better equipment now. And so what I'm excited about is getting the same great interview. Uh, with even better audio. Uh, anybody knows in the podcasting world, tell me if you've heard this yet in your young podcasting career, audio is everything, uh, right? So we and we still have a ways to go with that. But I, I listened to the show again for my, like my third time. I'm, I'm weird like that. I listened to our shows over and over again. And I just wanted to remember some of the things that you talked about because I think it's important that people, uh, obviously what Joe will do is put a link in the description of the podcast to our first interview with you where it's audio only uh and always good for people to maybe even go back and listen to even more insight on, on things that you you know talked about in that particular interview but let's say somebody doesn't go back i still think they should know a little more about thomas volant so i know that a couple things that we asked you in the very beginning from the last show was about academics and about athletics when it comes to academics and athletics, um, from from an academic standpoint, how is your senior year going? Because when we talked to you, uh, it was right in the beginning of it, uh, right when football season had started. So how, how is it going up to this point? The half weight mark already uh, for your senior year. How crazy is that? How's it going? It's it's flew by. It really has flew by. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I scheduled these my classes before senior year and, Usually they say senior year is going to be an easy one. It's going to be a, a breeze. But I decided to take a different route, um, especially with, with wanting to play college football at a high academic school. Um, so I chose a lot of hard classes that I maybe haven't took the, the past three years. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm taking honors pre-calculus. I'm in um, business math. So I'm in two maths. I'm in AP English and some other, some other harder classes that for a senior you would say to have. So... Uh, I think the first quarter I got a four one seven, and then okay. the second quarter I just got a, an, another four, just a four point out. So, it's um it's been going pretty well for for the classes I've taken. Yeah, well, two things. Let me ask you this real quick. When you said four one seven, now so is, is it is it up to a five or is it four and then you got extra credit somewhere? Yeah. So because it's an honors class, it's on a, a five scale, but everything okay. be considered on a four, like a normal class, be on a four scale, and except for AP English would also be on that that five scale. I so, got you. Yeah. All right. Well, I could tell you. I could tell you this real quick. I also my senior year took uh, honors pre calculus, and I took business uh, math, business finite math. Um, my freshman year of college. So if you need any help. Don't call me because I don't think I can remember a third of what I, I, I'm probably, I'm probably exaggerating. They were two of my favorite classes. I love math, uh, but I, I always wonder how it's taught now as opposed to how it was taught back in 
1988 and probably late 1989. Um, cosine and tangent, are they still relevant? Yeah, so that's what okay about those the trigonomic functions right now. Yeah. All that and it's we business math they call it financial literacy now, which it's actually required by the state of Ohio. It should uh, be. Yeah, I, I agree. So it's good. It's it's all good stuff. It's 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 fun math. I like to say. Good, good, and so and obviously a four point oh a four point one seven, academically uh, as hard as as it has gotten, it is you're doing well. Uh, it, and that's probably putting it lightly. Uh, do you have to, uh, so, or do you have to take, uh, so I, I know like the ACTs, uh, and the SATs, uh, when, when I was in school, the ACT, you could take it twice. I know now you could take it an, an infinite amount of times. Have you taken the ACT? And if so, how many times have you taken it? I've taken it twice, but actually for most colleges, especially it'll vary from year to year now, but you don't need it for almost, I'd say about like 90, 90, I don't know the exact number, but I'd say about 99% of colleges, you don't need an ACT to get oh, Okay. It. Okay. With COVID, it kind of changed that. Yeah. And I, I, I'd say it's year to year now that, that colleges are making decisions whether you need to submit your ACT or not. Yeah. I, I will say probably maybe like the, the higher end schools that you, you may need them, but I'd say about 90, you know, 90 to 99% of schools, you won't need an ACT. That's interesting. I remember back in the day, you had to have, even if you were going to go play sports in college, you had to have an ACT score. And don't quote me because this is a long time now. I think it was a 14. You had to have at least a 14 or a 15, or maybe it was even a 16. Yeah. I think it was a 14 in so, order to even play. Right. So for the NCAA clearinghouse, you will have to take an ACT. I don't know what the, that number is either. Okay. Well, just okay. to get in the schools, you don't necessarily need one. Just to, to pass the clearinghouse of the NCA, you, you will need to submit your your ACT. Your uh, I got you. I got you. So let me ask you, here you are in your senior year. Uh, are you that guy that way back in the day always said, uh, I can't wait to be 18. I can't wait to be done with school. I can't wait to be an adult. I can't wait to be 16 to get my license. I can't wait to be 21 where I'm legally able to go here and there and do what I want. I'm an adult when I'm 18. I can't, or are you that guy that said, I'm good with just waiting and go rolling with the punches and I'm not in a hurry to become an adult. Which one were you? Which one were you? I was a little bit of both. Um, yeah. I think there's like, yeah, I can't wait till I can drive and do this and that. But there's also like, I don't really want to grow up in a sense. Yeah. Like I want to stay a kid forever and yeah. um, things like that. And, you know, I was like, like 2023 was so far away and like now that it's here it's like i never thought i'd really get here um it's crazy to think about um but i wish i wish i could be a little kid again and like i said you know go play t-ball or something like that but you know i I think you need to grow up and and learn and and keep going and moving on with your life you do but it, it, it is amazing how quickly it goes so uh what you should always do when these these little eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds are saying, I can't wait to be where you're at. Always try to get them to slow down. Right. Try to slow down because life happens fast. Uh, and as you could see, all, all of a sudden, you're halfway through your senior year of high school, just like that. Um, so I always I always ask uh, my, my younger athletes, I always ask them, were you in a hurry to get where you're at now? Uh, and when they're younger, they usually say, yeah, I can't wait to get there. When they're your age, they usually say, 
no, I think I want to slow down now. I want to, I want to take a pause here. Um, and because I think it, it's the realization of, wow, this is fast. They weren't joking when they told us this when we were little. So, so yeah, always just enjoy. And when you get to college, I, I say the same thing. Enjoy the ride and just take it all in the same way you did your four years of high school. Because it's amazing how quickly this goes. Um, it's, it's, it, it's always something that amazes me. And I think the older that I get, the more I realize how to embrace every day. And not just say, I can't wait until this day's over. I can't wait until this work day is over. I can't wait until the weekend is here. Thank God it's Friday. Oh man, it's Sunday. Here comes Monday. If you start looking at it that way, that's when it gets, that's when you wake up and you're 50 years old. <laughs> and yeah, right. So, so definitely, um, I like your attitude when it comes to embracing each day rather than I can't wait until I get here. Um, don't do, there's pl- you got plenty of time, right? Uh, that's the way I look at it. You, uh, you talked about athletics as well. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that closer to the end of the show. We don't want to talk about that just yet, but we are going to talk a lot about, and so people may say, why is Thomas Vallant on your show today? And if you didn't listen to the first show, you may not know this. Uh, two things we're going to talk about. The first thing is the obvious, uh, meaning that anybody who listened to the first show, and obviously you you know what I'm going to talk about here, the Hometown Heroes podcast organization. So this is a podcast, and we're going to, I want you to tell everybody again, what what was the the meaning? What, how did this all start? When did the idea come into your head about starting the Hometown Heroes podcast? For sure. So um, I've always loved to do service and do service work. Um, and this was about 2020 when COVID was starting to happen. Um, I have done, I did a, many different things in the community. And then COVID really hit and we, yeah. we went home from school and all that. And I couldn't go out and help in the community. And I just I was like, man, I can't do anything. Like, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm doing my schoolwork and then there's nothing. And I can't go help people, which is my passion. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I thought about ways I could I could help. And, you know, podcasts were just coming up. And I thought, well, maybe I can give this a shot. You know, if a 15-year-old kid, you know, I don't know how much this will be respected. But if, if anyone can get respect, I think I could do it. And, um you know, it was hard at the beginning to do it. And, and you know, your, your friends are like, why? What, what are you doing? And so I started a podcast to shine a light on the heroes in our community and in, in Ohio that were combating this virus, you know, nurses, doctors, everybody like that, that were still going to work and doing things and, and helping to to get this virus uh, slowed and, and to eventually get back to the sense of normalcy. And so I wanted to give a bless, bless, sense of blessing and a shout out to them and and recognize them for their hard work and their dedication yeah and uh, you you talked a lot on that show also about uh when we did the audio show you talked a lot about um several of your favorite interviews. well you 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 were very wise in saying all your interviews were your favorite interviews um uh i i'm 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 paraphrasing what you said but you were you were wise in letting all the people you interviewed know that you enjoyed all their interviews but you talked a lot about interviewing your uncle, who is an oncologist, uh, another uncle who has been a police officer for, I think, more than two decades now. Uh, you also interviewed, you talked about an interview you did with the young man from YSU, uh, who is, was a running back for Youngstown State University. Uh, and so 
you branched off from just uh, focusing on COVID to focusing on people all around in everyday life who are trying to help others, who are trying to bless others in one way or another, who are trying to be um, of a helping hand. You know, that's just their nature. Uh, and a lot of different what we do here are feel good stories. Uh, a, a lot, a lot of what we do on our podcast. So you branched that off. When did you make that decision? When uh, COVID, I don't want to say it was easing up. It's still here. Um, as of right now, uh, we are in, well, we're doing the show in January of 2023. Uh, this show will air in February of 2023 and will air from there on out um, forever on Two Brothers, One Mike. When, when did you say, boy, someday this this virus is going to be under control. It's going to be another another flu. It's never going to go away. We'll understand it more. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll control it the way we control any other virus that has that has in human history tried to literally decimate the human population. So, when did you say, "Well, I want to stick with this podcast, but what else can I do? How else can I approach this this idea?" Yeah, for sure. I, I don't know exactly, you know, the day or w- what episode it was. But I think like everything in life, you you have to grow and you have to get better. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think I just realized like I should make this open to anyone that, that's doing good and, you know, not limit just people that are, are doing COVID and, and are helping to combat COVID and all this stuff. Because like I said, you got to grow. And, and I didn't want to just pinpoint these people because there's always people doing good things that need to be recognized for their good work and good good deeds. Yeah. And and that's you couldn't have put that's you you put it so much simpler than I do. It takes me a paragraph to get to where I want to go, ladies and gentlemen. It takes Thomas Fallot five to ten seconds. Uh and I think our listeners and our viewers are grateful for that. Uh because they're you're the person they want to listen to today. They don't want they have to listen to me every week. Um, how often do you do a podcast? Yeah, so I just had a, a an amazing football run um that I've just been I did the the thing that we'll talk about uh, at the mission, um, but it's been it's been a little bit of a while since football season. I, I wanted to focus on my senior year because this was my last one, and I knew what we could do and where we got. I knew that because of the hard work I put in, and I think that I that it trickled down to my team, and so I really just wanted to focus on that. But like I said, I'm getting back into the service aspect of it and the podcast. So I hope to have you know I hope to have two to three episodes usually a month. Um, and hopefully, you know, I, I've learned that consistency is the best. You know, you have scheduled days, scheduled times, people are going to come and listen. And so I'm going to work out a couple of days and times that are good so that people know this is when Hometown Heroes is coming out so that they don't have to, you know, guess or worry that, you know, when's this coming out. So Yeah, well, I, what we're going to do is this, and we, we did this in the last uh, show. Um Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this podcast today, or if you're watching this podcast, which you should do, which you should do, we're going to put a link to the Hometown Heroes podcast business page on Facebook, correct? Uh, we'll put a link in the description of this podcast so that if you feel that you have a fantastic story that you want to tell on that particular podcast, then by all means, uh, contacting Mr. Thomas Vallant in that manner, which I think they could do, correct? Yes, they can. Yeah, yeah um, that would be the route you want to take. 
uh, to get on the show and uh, and go from there. So we'll definitely give give them that avenue. I, I know we talked about your cell phone number at one point, and then and then Joe was very um, he was quick to the punch and saying that's the last thing I think we want to do is put the Shugman's <laughs> cell phone number on there. Um, is there another route they can go besides messaging you on the Facebook business page? Is there an email address or anything? Just yeah, just yet. Okay, there is an email address at Ohio Hometown Heroes at gmail.com. Heroes is spelled wrong, H E R O S, because I think I, lo- I the the amount of spaces I had was 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 given up, so I wanted to make sure Heroes was in there. So it's H E R O S, okay. Ohio. Okay. Spelled like that at gmail.com. Okay. So that link will also be in the description of the podcast for anybody who may have not just wrote down what you said. Uh, obviously they could rewind it, but if they don't, we'll, we'll make it easy. Something they could just click on. People like to click. Uh, and so there's two ways you can get a hold of Thomas at hometown heroes. And, uh, again, you now know what his podcast is all about. And yes, he is. Did you turn 18 yet? Yeah. I'm, I'm almost halfway to 19, halfway to 19. So you were 18 when you were on the show the first time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you are an adult. Welcome to adulthood. Um, uh, let, let me ask you this. Uh, before we go to an ad today, Booster, Kenyon, was it Wesleyan? Was that another one? Uh, there were several universities you mentioned that you were looking at to take your academic and athletic career toward, and then you just went on a visit yesterday, uh, and where was that to? Walsh University. Walsh. Have you picked anyone yet, or are you really... Is there going to be a lot of sitting down and figuring things out over the next few months? Yeah, hopefully the next few weekends, I'm hoping. Uh, I've been blessed to have 17 opportunities to continue my athletic and academic career at the next level. So it's by all means not an easy decision. Um, but yeah, just been visiting and, and really focusing where I could see myself fit and go. Yeah, and, and obviously it has to be a good fit for you. Uh, and I know that you feel... Uh, academics is number one before athletics. We'll talk a little bit about why I know that uh, here in a, in a little bit. Uh, before we go to our first ad today, I just want to say this real quick to everybody. I told you there was, you, you may be asking if you didn't listen to the first show, why is Thomas Fallant on your show today? Now you know one of the reasons. Uh, it's because we want to get out to everybody that listens to Two Brothers One Mike this podcast that he also does, Hometown Heroes, and a little bit about what that podcast is all about, and just trying to reach out and, uh, you know, it, it, if I could say this, Thomas, tell me if I'm right or wrong, it's about bringing a community together when there's so much divide today, uh, and and if this if this podcast could be nationally, that would be even even better, where you bring a nation together when there's so much divide today. Would that be the the simple way to put it? Yeah, I mean, I love going out and doing service work. I would say even more than doing like a, a video podcast because I get to actually go interact and and give my show my appreciation and just talk to people. Like that's just my passion, and it's been it's been an amazing journey doing this. Um, and, and there's and you get no greater feeling than going out and, and helping your community because it's not what I'm giving; it's what they're giving to me. You know, the interaction and. The, the the my heart is filled with love when I go out and do it. So, and you and the reason I asked you that question is because I wanted our listeners and our viewers today to hear what you were going to answer. 
not because I knew how you were going to answer. Well, I kind of did because I know you now. So I've talked to you on two podcasts and we've actually talked outside of the podcast. And so I, I, I knew that would be the answer because it leads right into what I want to say about the second reason today to our listeners and our viewers before we go to a, a commercial ad. Not only is it about the Hometown Heroes podcast that I want you guys to know about, but he also does have an organization where he actually does things uh, like he's going to talk about with the Warren Mission here in a little bit uh, later on in the show. But there is this stigma. There is this, and we talked a little bit about this in the last show, there is this belief system. We're in so much trouble. Oh, quote unquote, we're in so much trouble with this young generation. Uh, this is... This is my favorite one I always hear. These are the people that we're depending on to take care of us when we're in nursing homes. I say two things to that. Number one, I'm not going in a nursing home. <laughs> so I just want everyone to know that there'll be a, a huge battle to get me into a nursing home. Uh, and number two, I think that it is ridiculous because we don't agree with... Uh, the 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 fads and the fashions and 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 technology has has tripled and quadrupled since I was in school, uh, let alone the people before me, the baby boomers and and the greatest generation before them. Uh, your grandfather was in that generation, and and when we talk about we talk about the, how the generations have changed, baby boomers, you can remember your parents saying the same thing about us, Generation X. When they were our grandparents, they were telling you, you better get these kids straight because they are just absolutely horrible. They're, they're, I can't believe we're depending on them to take care of us. We're doing just fine. Um, you know, so Generation Z, what I want people to see, and we just had an interview not that long ago, Thomas, with a young man who I told him, I said to him as my voice goes away, I told him that... I think we met your twin. His name is Austin Conley. He's a football player in Florida uh, who has a fantastic story. Check out that episode. Uh, what happened to him, not once but twice in his young football career, uh, his young life for that matter. Um, and the way he approached everything and the way he approaches life in general, I think you two could actually come together Hey, hear me out here, and, and, and this is something going on in, in my brain where I would love to introduce you to, virally, uh, to each other, where I think you two could work together to do something fantastic. I told him, I said, your twin lives up here in Northeast Ohio, Austin, uh, and not because you guys look alike, but you guys think and act alike, and, and that's something we'll talk about off the podcast, for sure. Uh, but that was the second reason for the show today. It's about getting people to understand who you are and why there is, in my opinion, so much hope in Generation Z. Don't go anywhere, everyone. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, I know we've talked about Kitchen Apps in the past and all they have to offer in food prepping services and protein pancake mixes. But there's another great product they offer we had to let our listeners know about, their own name brand seasonings. They've got a huge selection to choose from as well. Turkey, taco, tomato basil, Baja, citrus fajita, barbecue rub, blackened seasoning, as well as steak and meat seasonings. And that's just to name a few. You know my favorite part? Besides all of the flavors, of course, it's that they're all low sodium, made with no fillers and MSG free. 
Know what else is great about them? You can order them right from the Kitchen Abs website. Just go to www.kitchenabs.com. Click on store and choose the flavors of your choice. Again, that's kitchenabs.com. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So we ended that last segment, Thomas, with uh, a shout out to Generation Z and the fact that I now, that you're just finding this out, I uh, have an idea in my head on how I want uh, Thomas Vallon and Austin uh, Conley, uh, who is from Florida. Uh, I want, did I call you Austin when we came back or did I call you Thomas? I think you called me Thomas. <laughs> you see what happens when you're 50? This is why I tell Thomas, this is why I'm telling you, don't be in a hurry. Uh, it, but this is why I want Austin Conley and yourself uh, to meet because... Uh, I think you guys could work together literally that far apart and come up with an idea and a plan on, because you have so many different ideas and you have so many different, your focus is amazing for your age. Uh, and, and that's why I definitely would love to to put that together. And again, we'll talk about that obviously uh, in the next show, but not in the next show, after the show. God, family, Academics, athletics. That is your your mission, your goal, your motto, so to speak. Where did you learn that from? Yeah, so it's definitely not my my saying. Something I I learned at a young age, and my best friend, uh, his grandpa, who was a legendary coach here at, at Kennedy, and well known in the area as Tony Napolet, uh, saying that he made. Um, and so that's been a part of me in my life and, um, really been instilled to in me when I was young that you got to set your priorities straight. And, and that's, that's, that's where it came from. Okay. And, and, and is that something that he instills in all the players? Is that, is that on a board? Is that on a t-shirt or is that just something he always used to say to his players who then became coaches and, and adults and then they became uh, they they said the same thing to their players and it just gets handed down from football generation to football generation. Yeah, I think that it, it was lost a little bit and and especially in Kennedy and Kennedy's football and talking about football, um, because there's been different coaches and whatnot and he passed away sadly in twenty fifteen. But you know, his message was reinstilled when, when Coach Bay came back in twenty sixteen and then our coach, Coach Pelogo, took over. You know, they bought into something that they they coached against him and they didn't really know too much about that. They didn't go to Kennedy, um, but they bought in and, and saw how important those words were. And it's been on some t-shirts and, you know, we have another one that says faith, family, and football. Um, so that's kind of like the same thing in a sense, but um, yeah, so that, that was, it's definitely been instilled in me and um, our coaches learned that and, and carry that on today still. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's a perfect order of importance, to be honest with you. Um, I, I I would like to think that, you know, I, I wish so everybody would go out after that that particular motto and that particular mission. Uh, I think this world will be a better place. And I, I don't know how else to put it. That's the easiest way to put it, for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say one thing. Sure. Like this past week, you know, with that, with what's scary on Monday Night Football, right. you saw all these players come together in prayer. And you saw people in America come together through prayer, and it was so powerful. Um, and I like 
I, I pray that like that's the bar now that like, you know, it doesn't have to be something as that's that that's serious till we come together in prayer. You know, I think that but that can be the bar in terms of, you know, we can come together for even small things in life, not just that serious ones in prayer. Yeah. And and, and I could tell you this, Thomas, uh, for sure. What I did find ironic, but I'm happy about is suddenly the NFL was okay with prayer. Right. Uh, I think Tim Tebow was smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> uh, and so you know where I'm going with that. Uh, it's ironic uh, you know, they always say the Lord works in mysterious ways. And I, I don't think, uh, you know, obviously, I, I really believe he used that young man uh, to, to wake a lot of people up. Uh, and uh, as we're doing this show right now, he's up, breathing, talking. And I don't know if you saw the picture of him smiling from ear to ear, uh, which is just fantastic. Um, whether or not he'll play football again, obviously, is down the road. And I think should be of the least of anybody's, you know, on, on the importance list. Um, but I'm just happy he's okay. But it's amazing in times like that, everybody turns exactly in the direction they're supposed to. It should be done all the time, not right. just that one time. And, and so. And it doesn't have to be like, you don't have, it doesn't have to be a certain religion. Like it's just, you're praying on behalf of someone. And, and I yeah. think that, you know, it doesn't have to be a certain religion or whatever it is. It's just, you're doing something for him and. You're praying that that him or you know in in this case it's him or anything gets better or you're praying for for something and it doesn't have to be you know because of like it doesn't have to be true a specific religion I think that's what's important that you know some because you're this religion you have to pray this way or this way you know no just pray on behalf of someone or behalf of something and I think that was you know shown that like we're praying for this young man to get better yeah and it's uh, you said that and. Uh, Joe, my co-host, my brother. Uh, yeah, I know that you want. I didn't want to say it because I, I when he said it, I said Joe's going to want to add something to this. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to actually talk about not not just what 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 happened with uh, uh with the football game just recently, but um, it was funny because as you were talking earlier and you were saying about acts of service and how you like to do it to you know to do that for people and how it makes you feel. You know, there's another layer that goes a little bit deeper below, uh, below that. Um, you know, it's actually in the Bible where we're, uh, to, our good deeds are supposed to shine out from us so that others will actually look to God for what we're doing. So in other words, um, it isn't about making me look better. It's knowing that because of my faith in him, I'm doing this. So all of our actions point to him. So there's that. And, you know, uh, I was just, it's funny because it's it's actually uh, the verse of the day in the Bible app that I talked about just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and it was specifically, I think it was Mark. Let me look this up real quick. Oh, nope. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So, um, you know, kudos on that. And again, I mean, this is this is more than just Thomas feeling that way. I think that this has something to do with faith as well as he's shaking his head yes. Yeah, and well, and, and there's something else, what you just said, and there was something else he said, which right away I thought, Joe just said this not that long ago. He said, it shouldn't be about religion. Right. It's and about relationships. It's about relationships. It's and about I thought you left, I was like, Joe's going to pop up any second now to, to finish that, that situation because Joe always says that it's not just about religion. It's about relationships. Uh, and, and 
uh, Thomas, uh, kudos to you uh, on on how you view uh, what happened Monday night. And again, uh, it's just amazing how things work. And hopefully people don't just put what happened Monday night in the moment. And then it just kind of fades away. Same thing happened with 9-11, in my opinion. The whole country united. And then now it's that anniversary every every September 11th. And it's just, we, we, we tend to forget. We tend to forget about the amazing stories of their first responders and how that was handled. Um, even from a political standpoint, how we united around the president of the United States. Uh, Thomas, uh, it's stories that you hear about because you were born a little bit. What, what year were you born? Oh, four. So I wasn't born yet. You weren't born. Okay, Thomas, stop. <laughs> I was, I was, I was 31. And so, yeah, there you have it. Um, and, and so it's just, it's amazing how that works. Right. Uh, and so with the DeMar Hamlet situation, um, definitely some good points. Yeah, I, I was just add one more thing because was, I was thinking about it. You said how academics are more important than athletics, and you know it's funny when I'm going on these college visits. You know, they ask you, "Do you need any? You want anything special or extra? You know, whatever." Mm-hmm. And I say, I asked a couple uh, coaches, "Can I meet with the president?" And you know, they go, "Well, I haven't even really met with the president yet. You know, he, he was a newer coach or whatever." And I was like. <laughs> I want to get the vision of the president, you know, see the vision of the president, see, you know, how much they, they love the school, all that, because, you know, I'm not coming here. I don't, I'm not coming here just to play football. I have a vision too. And I would see, you know, can our visions, you know, and then going out in the community and is, is that okay? All of that stuff. And I thought that was, that was, that was kind of funny to, to add to the point because I, it's definitely in, in my world, even though I, I love football and all that, you know, you got to set yourself up for the next 40 years, not just these four years. That's what it's very true. Very true. Um, when you, when we talk about, uh, I think that's hilarious. How many, how many players are possible candidates that may be going to that school? Do you think ask the coaches, can I speak to the president of the university? Um, I've never heard that before and I'm not laughing because I think it's stupid. I'm laughing because uh, I think it's I think it's absolutely fantastic, uh, and I guarantee you that coach. Well, I can't guarantee it because I don't know the gentleman, but I can guarantee you that his eyes probably were like, "Wow, uh, I've never been asked that before." He was a relatively new coach, you say? Yeah, so he, he didn't really speak speak to the president too much. But but my idea is it, it starts from the top. It's you know, and it trickles down in the sense that. You know, I got to see what the vision is like and make sure that I have big, I have big plans. You know, I want to, you know, help this community out and, you know, grow that relationship. Maybe a sense that if I'm going to school, the area that I don't really know, you know, maybe I can build that connection of, and we can get something going. So, I- yeah. So, so when it comes to helping the, your community out, um, uh, however broad that may be, the community can start with Warren, Ohio. It could then go into Youngstown, Ohio, and then the entire Mahoning Valley, which includes Trumbull, Mahoning, Columbiana. And who knows? Who knows what the vision is? Then it might go from Cleveland to Pittsburgh. Who knows what that vision could be? Um, it, a vision, I mean, it, it could be infinite. Uh, the ideas and the, and, and the game plan and the mission and the, the one-year plan and the five-year plan and the 10-year plan. But 
right now, another goal, as we talked about with Hometown Heroes, is not just the podcast, but what you said you love doing even more is helping people uh, with your organization. I, I, I stalked you. I'm a stalker sometimes of the people I'm going to interview. December 23rd of 2022, not that long ago from when this podcast is airing, I saw you on social media. It was that day, it was, I think, 15 below zero with the wind chill. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was around that temperature. And tell me what these figures mean. Six gallons of hot chocolate and over 1,900 people fed at the Warren Mission. Tell us a little bit about how that started for you and, and how that day went and how it ended. Yeah, so I, I do a lot of things at the Warren Family Mission, and especially with Save the DePaul being closed, we were gonna, we knew we, they were going to get more people. Um, and so I've helped out just do the meals before, um, but I knew, like, I think someone even told me it was negative 30 at times. It might have been. It might have been. So, like, I wanted to help out in any way and, and in a way that I could t give something more than just giving, you know, they had people to, to feed, to help feed and, 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 and all that. So I, I, I looked at the weather and I'm like, well, this is going to be really cold. And hot chocolate is something that's, you know, usually a, a, usually all year, but a Christmas relative uh, thing. Yeah. And um, I, my, I knew that I would need a little bit of help. So I, my dad helped me out. So we, we got all the supplies and we had this huge pan, huge um, to make the hot chocolate because we knew that we didn't know how many people would come with the weather, but we knew that we got to be ready. Um, so a lot of those meals, though, that they served and that we served at the Warren Family Mission, we actually took to they actually took to people. Okay. Because people that couldn't get out of the house. I think we had 700 people actually come, though, to the wow. Warren Mission, which is still a, a crazy number in itself. Yeah. But then you had people actually almost like uh, an Uber Eats. Uh, yeah. They take yeah. the food to the people. Okay. Right. All right. So, yeah, we I set up a hot chocolate station. And I had all these like yeah. fixed things that you could do. Candy canes, marshmallows, chocolate syrup, whipped cream, a uh, bunch of different candy cane variations actually, and maybe some Hershey Kisses and stuff like that. So, you know, just to get the whole nine yards in a sense that, you know, maybe they didn't they don't get that for Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, I'm blessed and, and, and I'm blessed to have things like that. And I want people to be able to experience that. And there were people were given, they did a tour drive and people were, they were getting gifts. And so, you know, you want to make it feel like, like a Christmas that I have, that's something they deserve. And to me, that's how I feel. And so that's what I wanted to give to them. Yeah. When, when you speak, when you talk about these types of feelings that you have, these emotions that you have for others. It's like, you don't always see that. And I think a lot of times people think the younger people, you often hear about bullying, uh, for the younger generation, even in a college. Um, and let's, let's face it. Bullying goes on when you're an adult. Uh, there's different types of bullying. And so I think people need to understand that for everyone out there, who's a bully, there's somebody out there who's a Thomas Fallon, right? Somebody who genuinely cares about the well-being of others. And where would you, um, this might be a long answer, and I'm okay with that, but before we go to our second sponsor, where did you learn, is this a learned trait? Obviously, it's a learned trait. This is not something that you're born with. 
Um, you learned it from somebody. Where did you learn how to have so much empathy and, and, and care so much about the well-being of others? Wow. Um, that's a great question. Cause I think you, you <laughs> I think you can't pinpoint that on one person. No. And I, I think that automatically your answer would be your parents and it shouldn't be because they're who raises you and, and instills a lot of the values that you have for yourself. But I think that you have to form your own. And I think that over the years I've been blessed to see people and, and hear the, the story of Christ and things like that, that influence who you are as a person. So for, first and foremost, like I said, my parents, my mom and dad would, would definitely be the biggest. But and the next, you got to look. There's definitely a lot of people along that line that have that t- influenced you in ways that you may not know until it, you, you you've seen it or done it. And I think there there's a lot of people that I can uh, attribute to to my success and to the person I am today. Um, but like I said, you know, my parents um, and, and hearing about Jesus, you know, I try to live a life like Jesus each and every day, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's something great to strive for. Um, because you know, I know, I know, I fall short. Um, but to have that model in your life is, is huge. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there's been so many people that have, have come that I've taken things from and, and learned from. And, and I think we've had talked about this on the last show. Um, you know, just being in a room with with people even older than me or younger than me, and just listening to what they have to say, you learn so much from it. Um, and you take different things away from it. So. Right. Yeah. And it's always good to listen to the, somebody older than you uh, that has been there and done that. And then you can take what they said. And in your own time, you can decipher what you agree with, what you don't agree with, uh, apply it to your life, not apply it to your life. But you should always listen. Uh, the experience is there. So you want to always try to listen to the experience. Uh, and And you never know. You never know, especially when you're listening to it uh, over and over again from different people with more experience, right, who are older than you. And then it gets more credibility, right? Right. You're saying, well, if this person, this person, this person, they're all talking about the same event and how it affected their lives and how it's going to affect my life. There might be some truth to it, right? So you did talk about that in in the last show, right at the very end, actually. And um, go ahead. I I just... Coming full circle here, I think we talked about it. Like when you said that, um, you know, you, I can't wait to be you know, when you're a little kid. I can't wait to be this, this, and you know that. Mm-hmm. I think this kind of has the same me- meaning in sense. Like you know, your parents will say, "I'm older. I've learned. I've been there, done that." And you kind of think like, "Well, that like as a young kid, like maybe that doesn't mean anything." Like you're kind of stubborn in a sense. But I yeah. think that as you get older, you mature more, and you're like, "Wow, that actually is true. It holds true." Like. They've experienced more than you, have seen more than you. Therefore, they they know a little bit more than you. And I think when you're a kid, you don't want to accept that. Right. You want to agree with that because you have a little bit of stubbornness to you. And as you mature in life, you understand that that's, that holds true. Yes. Uh, I, I could tell you this. I, I and, and When you become a parent, um, 10, 12 years from now, after you get your degrees and you establish yourself in life... Um, one thing that I and I, I tell all parents this that I have to tell myself this on a regular basis, uh, on a regular basis, um, when they're younger, when you're teaching, 
uh, they don't really understand at that point and they don't want to accept. You have to accept the fact as a parent that they find out when they become parents and that's when they look at you. That's when they realize everything you've done for them. Right. And I look more at my parents now and have for, for quite some time and be not, not back then when I would argue with them about everything. Uh, but now as I'm seeing that everything that they were talking to me about and teaching me holds true. Uh, and once you have to apply to your own life as an adult, that's when it all comes full circle for sure. Um, definitely. But that being said, folks, we're going to take one more break here. Listen to a sponsor ad. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by YSN, your sports network. Loyal, local, live. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from Two Brothers, One Mike. For all of our sports enthusiasts out there from the Northeast Ohio and Western Pennsylvania area with busy schedules, we know you can't always make it to the big game. Well, we have some great news for you. Now is your chance to listen or watch your favorite high school teams compete on the YSN Network. Covering multiple sports from more than 50 area high schools, as well as Youngstown State University Baseball and the Mahoney Valley Scrappers, and so much more. What's that? No longer live in the Northeastern Ohio or Western Pennsylvania area? No problem. You can go to YSNlive.com on any browser or download the YSN Live app available on both the App Store and Google Play so you can listen wherever you'd like to start your sports binge and streaming experiences today. Now back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So, Thomas, uh, we talked about a lot today. Um, but I want to I want to add one more thing to that segment. I want to ask you a question before we talk about one more thing here today. Um, when we talk about the obvious as far as the people that you look toward and say they're the people who have guided me in my journey and they're the reason why I have this this mission of God in family, uh, uh, academics, athletics. You have two brothers. You have a twin brother. What's his first name? Patrick. Patrick. And then you have an older brother and his first name? Gregory. Gregory. And Gregory, uh, he played quarterback at JFK a few years ago. Uh, and um, um, wait, Greg, wait, Gregory played quarterback at JFK. Patrick is your twin brother. Yeah. You'll both be graduating from JFK. He was an offensive lineman this year. How much influence do they have on you right now? So we're not talking about adults now. We're talking about peers. We're talking about siblings. We're talking about not always seeing eye to eye. How much influence do they have on you and maybe even you on them? Yeah. Uh, my older brother, Gregory, he won a state championship in 2016. And so I, he's always... Uh, I've always been able to look up to him in that sense. Um, and it kind of, you know, he showed me how it's, it's supposed to be done. And now it's, I can, you know, learn from that. And I, w- I was blessed to be playing two state championships. So I didn't, I didn't, we didn't finish and we didn't get them done like, like he did. Um, but, you know, he kind of gave the blueprint and like this kid, this is possible if you work hard. And so I, I looked up to him in, in that respect and his football abilities and, and playing on Friday nights. Um, so he, he led the path for me and, and showed me a way. Um, and, and Patrick, you know, t- being my twin, you know, like you said, we don't always see eye to eye, but, you know, we have a unique, unique relationship. 
And, um, you know, it's going to be tough with him going to Texas and, and me probably staying in Ohio. Um, I think I, I looked up to him. You know, he's a big, big kid. And I think I learned how to be tough because of him and learned that I may not be as big or tall or close to that, but I can still hang, you know, hang with him in terms of football and, 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 and toughness. And so he taught me that a little bit. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm, there's a couple of things, you know, and I, I can't really think of, but, you know, they've they been, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I know that, I know that, and not to interrupt you, but I I actually watch a podcast uh, with the YZ Network. Uh, our spot, one of our sponsors, Mr. DJ Yokely, the CEO, interviewed both you and Patrick. Um, and one of the, I, I, it was a while ago that I watched his podcast, but one of the things I thought that he had talked to you about was being twins. Uh, are a lot of your thought processes the same? Can you sometimes pick up on each other's thought processes? Uh, you know, as far as even on the football field, uh, or, or, or it doesn't have to be the football field. Is that, is that something that influences you guys? The fact that, uh, being twins, uh, there's so much similarity that, um, you know, it actually is a reward system for both of you because you kind of think alike a lot more than you think different. Is that, does that hold true? Yeah, I'd say yes and no. Uh, okay. I would say yes, because, you know, I played tight end for the first time this year and he was ta- he played tackle. So we were right next to each other and we understood each other. Like we would still talk and communicate, but like we knew what we had to do. And that's, I think that's can be a brother's thing and just knowing, you, knowing what you need to do. Job. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's a little bit of both. That's why I said yes and no. And I think just I've been with them for 18 years, so I don't really know if that's a twin thing, like knowing him, or it's like, you know, because I've been around him for 18 years. Right. So I, I don't really know how I can decipher that. But I will say, like, I I know him, knowing him, you know, I, I can think of things that, you know, if he's asked a question, like, I can expect an answer that could be similar to what I was thinking. You know what I mean? Things like right, right. Um. But like I said, I, I don't really know if that's a twin thing or a brother thing. But it was it was amazing playing football with him and being right next to him because, you know, I I didn't really get that opportunity in any any other years because I didn't play offense. But another quick story is you know I, I my coach my sophomore and freshman year I didn't really know if I'd ever see the field. Uh huh. Um, and my sophomore year, I was I kind of started to figure it out a little bit. And I was, like I said, I learned this toughness from him. He was on the offensive line, still the biggest offensive line as a sophomore. And I stepped up on the defensive line to try to go at him. And I, I will say I held my own. I, I don't know about every play, but, you know, I, and I, my coach pinpointed that moment to me the other day when we were talking. Like, I knew that you had it in you to to at least give it your all. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if you you had the capabilities, but I knew that you were going to give it your all and, and you had the toughness to do it. So it's things like that that you know you and your brother share that that are special. And so it's been an honor to playing with him. And and obviously this was your senior year. Uh, it was a fantastic year uh, for the entire area, uh, Northeast Ohio, uh, Mahoning Valley, Trouble Trouble County, Mahoning County, three teams. Uh, in the state championship game uh, that happened one other time in 1989. Uh, Warren JFK was one of those three teams back then too. 
Uh, so a very rich football history, obviously, right? And I know that when we talked to you in the first interview, you had your goals set, your aspirations. You had lost the state championship as a sophomore. Uh, you went into this particular game, and again, it didn't turn out the way, obviously, we would want it to turn out, right? For you and Patrick, um, you came up with a loss in this particular game, and it's your senior year. So the goal's not achieved, quote-unquote, and there's the end, but is there a lesson that was learned? Uh, for sure. Now, I'm not going to say that these past couple weeks and weekends after it weren't easy because uh, they've been they've been pretty hard because yeah. if if it's kind of hard to say this but kind of hard for people to understand how hard I worked because it's just been I'd worked so hard to get back here and I didn't just want to get back here I wanted to win it really bad and so when you have that that mindset and that you set those goals that high and you come up short it's really tough. But I think that when you lose or this loss, you can find yourself a little bit. And uh, there's definitely a lesson in that loss that, you know, we have a sign in our weight room that says it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And for, like, I'm looking at it like, what? Like, kind of like I'm a little kid in a sense, like, I don't agree with that. Or like we talked about, like, the only thing I care about is a ring. You know, I, I don't, yeah. journey, okay. But, and I, I think I'm realizing that it's not just about that. It is really about the journey. Those games that we won by one point, you know, me winning a game-winning two-point conversion. Right. You know, having two interception game, you know, all these things, being all state, every, all these little things lead, you know, make it special. And I think that that is the lesson that I'm learning. And it's kind of giving me a sense, easing my the pain a little bit of losing two of those that I worked so hard for. So that would be the lesson I, w I would take away from you. Yeah, Joe, I'm just in, yeah. Thomas, did you ever consider, though, this wasn't the destination? I mean, you went through all of that, but now you're on your way. You're still on the journey, brother. Relax. That's true. You're still on the journey. You got time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I, that's anybody who competes in anything, whether you could compete in academics as, as on the debate team, uh, uh, it doesn't have to be football. It could be anything you compete in or something you're trying to strive for, an award of, of some kind. Um, the freshness of the loss is is what you're feeling right now. Uh, it's the freshness. And I'll be honest with you, uh, when you guys did lose, I wanted to give you a few weeks because I knew the passion, the drive, and the desire. So it was almost like... Um, me saying, let's give him some time to get back up on his feet and say, okay, time to get moving again, time to get moving again. Because this is the, the, the I, I am, um, I, I'm very, uh, what's the word I'm yeah, proud of you. I mean, that would be the easiest way to put it. You, I, I thought maybe you might say to me when, when we talked first after the loss, that you might say, can I get a little more time? I just want to like process the whole thing. You immediately responded to me with, yeah, let me know when, you know? And, and so, you know, that's, that's saying something, uh, that's saying mental strength, uh, is what that's saying. And I think, and as crazy as this may sound, uh, sometimes that loss 
was for a reason. And it could be 20 years from now in your journey when you hit a destination and you overcome and persevere through it. And part of your DNA, because of what you've learned in your younger years, will help you through that particular situation in your life. All because of that one situation right there. That's me personally saying to you that as crazy as it sounds, sometimes the loss becomes the victory later on in life. Yeah, we always hear that too. But the thing is to consider, you never know when you're going to deal with a bout of complacency. Okay. And it's like, oh yeah, no, we'll have it. It it will always ring true in your head. Oh boy. Yeah. I remember putting in a lot of work and it didn't fare well in the end, not the way I wanted it to. And it might be that extra drive you need to try even harder and break through that whole idea of being a little complacent about whatever goal it is that you're trying to achieve. So that's really the takeaway, I guess, because you always hear that, you know, if you learn from the failure, it's not really a loss. And in the moment, it's like, yeah, I don't feel that way though. Uh, But when you give it some thought, yeah, it's just another perspective for sure. And tr- trust me, Thomas, I, uh, I, I'm still my eye still twitches. Uh, my left hand goes numb sometimes. I can't feel my toes after that Ohio State Georgia game. I, I still, I'm, I'm walking into walls. People are helping me around uh, the house sometimes. I'm still really having a hard time with that loss. I, I take it very personal. Uh, as a matter of fact, my Packers are playing for a playoff spot tonight and, uh, I've been talking to myself all day. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely when you're in the game though, when you're in the game, uh, I, I admire, and I could tell you a lot of people that know you, okay. That, that, that know you and people that have gotten a chance to know you and people that have gotten a chance to, to be around Thomas Fallon admire admire the passion the desire and even in a loss um uh, you know the emotion that is there um is understandable it's it's completely understandable if you were to say to us yeah you know we lost whatever that would be would be interesting uh right it would be interesting um it's something that's gonna i don't i think it would be something that when you're 70 years old a young boy playing at JFK while you're standing on the sidelines is going to come to you and he's going to say, my dad said that you played and, and he'll talk to you about that game from a few weeks ago. And the first thing you're going to do is just shake your head and say, we gave it everything we had. We, it, it'll, it will never, it'll never leave here. Right. It'll never leave here. But I, I know for a fact that Thomas Vallant is going to use that as a stepping stone to so many other victories in life. Is that something that Thomas Vallon is trying to look at this, this loss? Is that how he's trying to look at it? Yeah. Like you said, I, I think it is a little bit fresh. Um, and, and to add to this, like people will say, I would have done anything to play in a state championship and talking about that journey and the realization as I'm yeah. thinking about it is that I, we, I am blessed, but I'm blessed with, with, I'm blessed, but I also put the work in to get there. And I'm not saying that people that tell me that didn't didn't put the work in. So I like I really am blessed in that and say I played in two state championships when people would probably kill to do anything to to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, this loss and the loss in 2020 is definitely something that that it that I can you know learn from and 
use it as motivation to 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 continue to do things. I think that um, you know, in a loss, like I said, you find yourself in a sense, and that I do believe that it prepares you for things that you will encounter in life. Like if, if I can encounter two state championship losses and, and bouncing back from that adversity and bouncing back from being down seven with two minutes in the regional championship, like you can bounce back from a lot of things in life. And as small as that may seem, it's it, it, to me that, that speaks volumes in a sense because I really do believe that. Um, and, you know, we played on Saturday the state championship game and I had a 20 under 20 banquet on Tuesday. And, you know, it could be, you know, I could have just dug a hole and, and sat in it and whatever. And, you know, I'm not saying that I wasn't sad for a couple of weeks or I'm still not sad. But, you know, I went to that banquet with a smile and everything. Like, I still was normal because I played the game and no one else deserves to, to see me as sad and, and, and down. And, and, you know, like you said, you were, you were kind of shocked that I, I, I said this because that I said so fast to, to do it. But. You know, it's no one else's fault, and it's no one else's, you know, fault that 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 they lost, like I lost, or that that it's no one wants to see you down, and um, so that's kind of to that point is you know you just gotta take the loss for what it is and, and learn from that loss, and you just gotta move on, no matter if it's a state championship game or, uh, you know, a loss of bass, whatever, whatever the loss may be or the failure. Yeah. So that's what my my thinking on that. Yeah, you 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 mentioned the last thing I was going to ask you. Tell everybody about the banquet you went to three days later. What was that for? Yeah, so um, it was for the twenty under twenty of the Tribune Chronicle, and uh, twenty amazing people were picked that do community service, do things like like I've done, and and um, I was fortunate to be in the top five of that. And the top five winners got to donate to a charity of their choice, um, a portion of money to a charity. And so I was lucky and blessed to be um, a top five winner of that. And um, it was based on leadership, uh, academics, um, community service and outreach. And um, all those things were taken into consideration. And um, no, I think the award is right here. It's a nice little... yeah. Uh, flame um, okay. I got so it was a nice award and it was a nice banquet that I that I got or a nice banquet that I went to and um, it was just great it was kind of I kind of got the feeling of you know like you said when, when you kind of talked to me about hoping for our future there was 20 amazing kids in this banquet and I when you when I got up to the platform to be a top five winner they asked if you want to say a few words and that's what I said is, you know, don't change who you are, continuing to make this community proud and, and, and keep being yourself. And I think that, like you said, we are and and, and we have a, a bright future ahead of us, even if sometimes social media portrays, you know, our generation in a bad light. Uh -huh. And so it was just kind of like a sense of blessing that I feel when I give is being with all them. And so it was a cool banquet. Yeah. I, uh, um, I, I, again, again, I, like I said, I, I don't really stalk you, but I see, you know, these things going on and I follow the timelines so that, you know, you can bring this, uh, right. bring, bring this information to our listeners and to our viewers. Let me ask you a question. 
the charity that you decided to um, to donate to, do you remember the, the name of the charity? Yeah, it's one that I, I work with um, a lot, and I think that it's one that I really like. It's called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. It's a national thing, and they actually did something with the college football playoff, and all a couple of the teams made the bets um, for one of the events before leading up to the bowl game. And um, they have a chapter here in Trumbull County, because I go to the Warren Family Mission a lot, and you know, so that that was all. It was all love there too. Um, but I wanted to just give the money there because uh, they needed it for supplies and things like that. And uh, I've done it a couple of times. It's a very nice and uh, well-run organization. So what we're going to do is, along with the Hometown Heroes Organization podcast uh, and the Facebook business page. And if you don't mind, um, if this is a charity that you truly believe in, have a passion for, and desire for their success uh, because of their mission, uh, we'd like to include a link to their particular organization as well for anybody who would like to go ahead and click on that link and possibly donate and learn more about that particular organization. Does that sound good for you? Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll just say that their their mission statement is that they don't want anyone to go without a bed or sleeping on a floor or anything like that. So, you know, it's a pretty cool process too. If you don't even, you know, if, if monetary donation isn't a thing, I think that physical donation is just the same. You know, I think that it doesn't have to be monetary. So you can actually to go help build. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool process and you can do all the stations. They're not, not hard, you know, they're safe, all things like that. And um, I, th- I have a video, you know, detailing the, the build process. It's okay. pretty cool that you you can watch that too. It's a pretty cool thing and you're not there for a daunting amount of time. You know, it's like two hours. They had special build days on certain days and um, it's a really cool thing and it brings the community together. And we're definitely going to include that link uh, in the description of the podcast for sure. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, uh, the two biggest reasons for this podcast today. Number one, we want to get the Hometown Heroes podcast organization and everything that Thomas Fallon is bringing to the Mahoning Valley, out to those from the Mahoning Valley. We want to see this grow. Um, We want to give everybody a sigh of relief out there, Generation X and baby boomers who think that this is the worst generation ever. We have a representative here, uh, uh, his second stint on Two Brothers One Mike, who has proven us wrong once again. And we'll have him back for a third time uh, in the near future to prove us all wrong for a third time. Thomas Vallant, thank you so much. Joe, what's next week? Next week, we're going to be talking with Dr. Nicole Rantilla once again. And this time we're going to, I don't know, it's going to be an interesting conversation. We're right. going to be talking about, about serial killers. I know yeah. that, that sounds really odd. I don't know how we fit this in the two brothers, one Mike. Uh, kind of an idea we came up with last time we interviewed Doc. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of talk about these things. You know, people are very intrigued when it comes to serial killers. Um, I know since the Netflix uh, uh, special came out with Dahmer and the special Dahmer tapes that, that have been out uh, on the Netflix as well. Yeah. Um, you know, seems to be a lot of interest. So we figured it might perk some ears and kind of getting the idea, uh, get into the mind a little bit, possibly, of what is going through the head of a serial killer. I, I, I believe, yeah, I believe Dr. Nicole is going to basically, based on her, you know, she's a clinical psychologist. And I think she's going to talk a little bit about what's, in her professional opinion, what 
some of the, the, the patterns of thinking are in, in the minds of these people. And why is it, why is it so interesting to us? Not me and you, but it, in general, people watch these shows because it's, we, we try desperately to understand what is going through this person's head. And she's gonna try and make some some sense of it all for us and, and talk about it. So it's not so much oh, how exciting to talk about, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. It's more about what is it that is going on from a, from a professional standpoint, uh, from her professional opinion, and why is it that the general public is so interested in the, 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 the thought process that some of these people have? Because it's extremely bizarre to me uh, and to you. And I, I guarantee you to Mr. Thomas Fallot. Uh, but why is it that that's happening? And, and how can we, how, I mean, how can we stop it? But what can be done as a, as a human race to, 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 I don't know, to stop it, to, to end this craziness? Does it ever go away? I don't know. I'm losing my mind talking about it right now. This is one of those things, when I was talking to her, uh, when I brought it up was not so much, well, there was that as well, what you were just saying, but also uh, was the idea of, um, you know, trying to figure out like, what can we learn from it? And in today's modern psychology, as opposed to back when Dahmer was doing all these things, if we knew then what we know now, would we be able to, would, would, would there be warning signs? Would, would we be able to intervene? You know how would it how would it look then? Uh, so we'll be leaving at that. You you say that you say that a lot better than I did. Um, Thomas, did did you watch the Dahmer series? No, I didn't. But I know, like in high, like in our high school, it was really really popular. And, uh, you were making me nervous for a second. I didn't know where you. I, I didn't know what you were going to say when you said in our high school. I was like, what? Well, there's a serial killer? Ah, uh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, it was a very popular series, and I haven't watched it yet, and I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can, but so be it. All right, well, until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or opinions, you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Now, on behalf of myself, Coach Tony, Mr. Thomas Hallock, thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Uh, be the best you out there. Uh, Thomas, I, 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 what can I say? Thomas Hallock, thank you so much again. And we are looking forward to having you back on the show, sir. And continued blessings and success for you in the upcoming future. Thank you. Thank you for having me.